Yeah, he is. Video Ollie's always ready. We got Dan here. And we, uh, welcome to the studio. Conan Gray. Hey. Do you really not like hearing your own speaking voice? Uh-uh. I don't like hearing my vo- my own voice. I feel like it's um, it's very annoying. But <laughs> will you listen to your own records? Yeah. But at that point, like, I've heard it 10 million times. It's like, it doesn't even sound like a voice anymore. I'm like, what is that noise? Do you Turn fe- it off. Do you feel... Do you feel like you have to channel something within you to start making this noise? No, I mean, I think I think it's just I just never really shut up. That's probably a part of why I don't like hearing my own voice. Yeah, but when it's time to sing, is it like a different side of you? Because your speaking voice is different than your singing voice, but yeah, same tone, same tone. Um, I don't know. I think also like as the years have gone, I've kind of like. My singing voice has changed a lot, and also my voice has changed a lot. I was like a super late bloomer. My voice was like this high until senior year of high school. So um, I don't know. I do think it kind of like uses a different part of your brain, but I'm not really sure. Were you singing pre-drop of your voice? Too much, yes. Were you nervous when your voice dropped? Yeah. Well, so so my voice dropped like my senior year of high school, yeah. And and I wrote, I've been writing songs since I was 12, so... You know, I would write these songs where I could just like belt super, super high and do all these things. But um, then once I got older, I was like, I, I literally can't sing that song anymore. I had this old song from when I I wrote when I was sixteen, and um, it's like a it's like a fan favorite. It's a song called "Love Sick Boys," and I can't sing it on tour because I just like I actually can't sing it. It's too high. Why Why won't you redo it? I I just I, I don't I don't want to bother. Also, I'm not sixteen anymore. Different stories you're telling. Yeah, yeah. Is it kind of wild to think that you have been creating stories for so long? Yeah, I mean, and I guess anyone in life is just constantly, like, you you always have to exist, which is exhausting. So, um, I, I guess I've just been recording my existence for a really, really long time through songs, yeah. Is is that how you see it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's just, like, I feel like I started writing because, one, I'm really, really sentimental, and two, I just think that I, um, I just, like, need to process my emotions through some kind of outlet, or else it just bumps around in my head and drives me crazy how do you do you write every day yeah every day every single day and i i my my upcoming debut album i wrote it basically all by myself and i wrote my whole ep by myself and um i just yeah i write constantly i it's way too much do you share what you write with other people before you write it or do you kind of keep it within and then write it down it depends i think Usually, after I write a song, I send it to my best friend back home in Texas. Um, her name's Ashley, and she's not like a music person, you know. She's just like a, an average music consumer. She like listens to the radio, so I always a send human. everything. Yeah, she's a, a human, as they say. <laughs> um, and uh, I send everything to her just so that um, I can get approvals of whether or not it's like horrible. Um, but I also write a lot of songs about her, so I usually send them to her. I'm just like, I wrote the song about you. She's like, please stop writing songs about me. What, what is it about her that just fuels inspiration? I'm not sure. Um, I have a lot of close friends that I love and adore, but I only write songs about like three different people on earth, which is really weird to think about because I know plenty of people, um, but only a, only a few really like make me want to write songs about them. Is your relationship different with those three than everybody else? 
I get. I guess. Do those three people know things about you that nobody else knows? Yes, for sure. They're definitely like. They they definitely have seen a side of me that nobody else has seen. Do you feel like they've shown that same side for them to you? A few, and uh, and 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 maybe not all. Not all things in life are reciprocated, so we'll see. Tough pill to swallow. Because yeah, you kind of yeah. want that equal amount of share, right? If yeah. you're gonna open up, don't you, totally. You, but that's probably why I wrote so many songs about them <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah, because they give a little, but they're still a mission. Yeah, and I'm like, what the heck? I'm trying to figure you out. <laughs> Do you seek their approval before you release a song about them? No, I'll release a song. I don't. I don't care. Is is that like something that's built up toughness, or are you just you didn't give a shit ever? I don't. I don't think I've I, ever really gave much of it. Also. Back before anyone started listening to my music, like if I were to put out a song about someone, like no one was gonna care. No one, like no one was listening. So, so it didn't really Wasn't matter. Was that great? That was a good time. Yeah. Back in the day, I'd be like, wrote a song, and like the next day, I just like put it out. A blessing and a curse because like you made no money, but also yeah. nobody heard. Nobody what you were gave a. F- <laughs> but it was fun. You could say whatever you want and be okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a good time. Simpler times. <laughs> Simpler times back when no one gave a shit about my existence but, on Earth. But the truth is, like, that sort of stuff builds up your toughness to not giving a shit now when you release music about other people. Yeah. There's definitely a few just, like, visceral jabs and name-calling in, in my upcoming album, for sure. Is, and that is called Comfort Crowd. There No, there's a—the there's a, the album— There's a I mean, room— I'm actually—I don't—am I allowed to say the name of the— I don't think I'm allowed to, yeah. Come on. The, what I read online is no, that they're calling it Comfort Crowd. So, okay, the fans just decide things on their own. <laughs> um, also, like, like there's, like, a the, like the Genius page. Yeah, that's— they, They've started just making up songs okay. that don't exist. They're like, this song that Conan wrote, which I didn't write, is just, like, on there. Hello there, Genius. For yeah. being a genius, you shouldn't just— Make yeah. things fi- you know, fiction I mean, maybe, not- maybe I yeah. am going to write a song that is what they've decided, but I, no, not not so far. Maybe they're looking like 20 years ahead. <laughs> they're they- 10 steps ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, ma- that maybe the reason why we don't understand is because they're above us. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. That, no, that's it's, just the- that the- it's just that they're making stuff up. <laughs> that's the only logical explanation. Yeah. Uh, Comfort Crowd, what friend is that written about? That's about Ashley, um, my, ba- my, my friend back home. I actually, I wear a necklace with her name on it every single day. What is it about Ashley? Like, how'd you meet? I just love her so much. She just gets me really, really well. Um, we've been friends since the seventh grade. So A lifetime. So, yeah. So, yesterday. <laughs> um, no, I just feel like she's one of the few people on earth who just, like, sees completely through me. Um, and I love just being absolutely exposed at all times. Um, and, and she's just... Um, we just have been through a lot together, so I just feel like I get her a lot more than, than anyone else. And I just can't help but write songs about her all the time. It's really, uh, it's, it's tough for her. I have empathy for her. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because she's realizing new things about herself through your songs? Yeah, well, sometimes I, like, expose her in a song. Or, like, sh- so she'll, like, rant to me about, like, her boyfriend or something, and I'll, like, write a song about that. She's like, stop. Like, you can't do this anymore. But also, like, who, like, who really want? I don't know. Like, would you want like a bunch of songs written about you? I don't know. I mean, maybe. I, I can write a song about you. Thank you. We please. can make it happen. <laughs> Just like all I want is like a simple draw. I mean, but I can't. If I get a whole song, I'm okay. okay with that. It's it's not guaranteed to be a good song. I don't care. It might be bad. It might be mean. I'll, but I'll do it. What? 
Ooh, I kind of want to mean salt. Are you into that? Yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> we can make that happen. Ooh, spicy. <laughs> spicy. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll do it. I like where this is going. Zach Sang. Yeah. Oh, louder. Yeah. <laughs> Zach Sang. Yeah, that's what it's been called. Um, by the way, your your music, all of it, and especially the most recent stuff, super, super raw, super emotional. Thanks. And like, Checkmate, Comfort Crowd, it gives me this, and and... By all means, like, yell at me. It gives me very emo vibes. Mm. Some kind of pop punk emo vibes. Very nostalgic. I grew up a Warped Tour kid, Bamboozle kid, East Coast. I know you're from San Diego. I don't know if Warped Tour was around there. And it was kind of, like, early 2000s. But, like, am I on to something here? Yeah, well, I had this... the So I've been making the album the past year. And I had... This really massive, just like Radiohead, um, Nirvana deep dive this year, which I think like kind of leaked its way into the album. Um, but then it was also like, it was like halfway through the album cycle too. So uh, the album's honestly, it's everywhere. It's like there's like like Maniac is just like pop pop, and because I I I fucking love pop music. Um, and then there's just like some that are just like super super nineties grunge like make you want to cry and die songs so um it's kind of all over the place but I, you're definitely onto something i think also like so i, I was born in san diego and i, and I moved around a ton military like, kid. Lit- yeah i was a military kid and and then we moved to texas and i spent a lot of time in texas and i think there's like something about suburban nothingness that breeds a level of angst in everyone <laughs> true i think that's true but what, what do you think it is about the suburban nothingness is it this uh is is it the path that every all your neighbors set for you you I know think it's just boring yeah it's just boring and you're just like what am shit. i supposed to do other than scream <laughs> <laughs> i guess right right about your emotions and yeah. your friend's emotions yeah which is also screaming i feel like when i write a song my brain is just screaming, and then I just have to put it down so that it stops screaming. And some moments like that happen where you have to write it instantly, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I write really, really fast. Checkmate um, was five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wrote Checkmate in five minutes. I just write really fast. I think just because I have a really short attention span, and I have, like, two brain cells. So I, if I don't get it down immediately— It's gone. It's gone forever. So I have to—I just have to do it. It sounds—you know, people are like, oh, I wrote that song in five minutes. Ugh. It's just because I literally would have forgotten it if I didn't write it in five minutes. How many other great songs do you think you've lost because you didn't write it down So, so many. Literally happened yesterday. I was, like, in the shower. I came up with an idea, and I grabbed my phone. And by the time I pressed record, I was like— what was that again <laughs> and then it was gone and i sat there for like 10 minutes just in the shower trying to remember what it was and it, i I'd just completely forgotten it Zach Sang Show. yo beautiful human i gotta talk to you about asu if you're considering going back to school you should ask yourself the following questions do you need the flexibility to take classes on your schedule do you have college credits that you need transferred do you want to earn a quality degree from a world-renowned university if you answered yes to any of those questions Arizona State University is the perfect school for you. Arizona State University offers over 200 highly ranked degree programs, 100% online. You're going to earn the same degree as you would on campus from wherever you are on your schedule. Plus, ASU Online accepts most transfer credits. 
For more information, text Zach to 35517. Learn for yourself why the Wall Street Journal ranks ASU fifth in the nation for producing the best qualified graduates and why 87% of ASU grads really are recruited within 90 days of graduation. Learn to grow, learn to succeed, and learn to thrive at Arizona State University. If you want to learn more, just uh, text Zach to 35517. More information on the ASU online degrees, just text Zach, Z-A-C-H, to 35517. Zach Sancho. I've been trying to figure out how to create something to record thoughts. Think about yeah, it. Yeah, that would be useful. Think about but it. But also horrifying. I know. <laughs> Actually, no. That's some black mirror. No, that would be horrible. Are you kidding? Would you really want that? No, I, see, I always get to the point where, like, I wish I could have recorded that thought. And then when I deeply think about it or even go, like, a, a centimeter deeper, I'm like, Ugh. No, yeah. no, that'd be horrible. If y'all knew what I was thinking right now, <laughs> bad things. <laughs> no, no, I, that, no, that'd just be horrible. Also, like, it'd definitely get used against you in court. Like, it'd just be, like, this big old thing. Yeah, we, yeah no. No. We are, like we're already being recorded everywhere we go, anyways. By the way, very very true. It's very scary. I have a whole. I I am very anti utilizing people's data from the internet. I'm very anti you know Big Brother stuff, whether it be through smart TVs. <laughs> now we have this epidemic of people hacking Ring video doorbells and nests. <gasps> oh, that's scary. Yeah, dude. That's freaky. Scary. Not yeah. cool. I mean, it's it's happening whether you like it or not. Truth. Like, yeah, you could literally throw all of your phones away and throw everything away and still be recorded via, like, a satellite. But, like, the, but that's why, man, I believe in free internet for everybody. If you're going to use my data to sell me things, <laughs> give me the internet for free. Okay. You're, it's a trade-out. Yes. Okay. Billboards. Majority of streets, they're free. They put billboards on the side of the road. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Transaction. Okay. I get something. I get a road. And you get to sell to me. You get like $30 off a month and they get all of your information. Yeah. <laughs> all of your personal information. But they're getting it right now already. That's the, th- that's the thing. I'm paying for you to use me to make money. Yes, exactly. That's gross. That's capitalism. Yeah. Generation Y. Great record. Thank you. How does that song start? <laughs> We're going to go right that into so- it. That song, um, so I wrote it my senior year of high school. Um, and, uh, so I grew up in Texas. There's just, like, nothing out there. I grew up in a town called Georgetown, which is an hour away from Austin. Cool. Um, and it's most known for having the largest retirement community in Texas. Wow. Exciting. I know. I know. (laughs) Trust me, I know. It was a good time. There was a lot of old people. A lot of them. Um. A lot of good stories? No. A lot of... A lot of really long grocery store conversations because old people love to tell you about their groceries. Um, and a lot, a lot, a, this sounds so morbid, but like great thrift stores. Um, because, you know, old people, they, they die. They come and they go. They, they, <laughs> they die. Um, no, they but they <laughs> all, all people come and they, they go. They come and they go. Um, no, um, but yeah, I, I grew up in, 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 in nowhere land. And also, like growing up, I think like old people, just love to like tell you that the youth is a horrible generation of existence. And so I think growing up in Texas and, and growing up around them, they're always like, oh, like you kids, like you're so blah, blah, blah. You're like, y'all are all depressed, da, 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 you know? Um, and I was like, true, we are, we are really sad. You, you have a point there. So, but also like we've heard that our whole lives, like it's not a surprise type of thing. Do you believe that our generation is worthless and selfish? 
I don't I don't believe it. But I but I've heard it. I think I've heard it from from the older generations our whole lives. You know, I've heard like that we're just like we don't know how to work for what we've had and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But the truth is you worked pretty hard to get to where you're at today. I mean, I think that every kid these days you have to work so hard like it's so competitive to get into college and to get a job like it's harder now than it ever was to like actually live a semi-normal life like so uh yeah i don't i don't believe in that i i think just the proof that that like anyone especially like in music it's just like you get young that's everything's just younger and younger you know i think it's just proof that 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 stereotype just isn't true like we're all working really hard we're just not like farming we're just working on a different i don't know on our phones and stuff like that yeah you're putting your focus and your energy elsewhere yeah but in some weird way like those old people saying that to you kind of motivate you to like yeah i'm wrong yeah yeah i mean i i yeah i guess i mean old i don't really care what old people have to say about me they'll be gone and then i'll buy their clothes from a thrift store (laughs) (laughs) well out of all the kids on the internet why did why did it work out for you because it doesn't work out for everyone I mean, I wouldn't be able to tell you I, if I knew that. Then there, then that'd be magic. Um, I, I, I just, I think that I just know my generation really well because they're my peers. You know, they're the people I would have gone to school with. They're people that I know. Yeah, but so. you also write honesty from your life and from your friends' lives. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you're I'm just, just normal yeah. people. Yeah, I'm just writing about us. Like it's so. I think that's. I think that's why it, it connects with people. I mean, hopefully, I don't. I wouldn't really know. I, I'm kind of in a bubble. I mean, I've been like making the album the past year and I I don't really know what people are going to think about it until it's out is the thing. And also the second it's out, like they can interpret it however they want, you know. What part of that freaks you out the most? Everything. Everything. Let's focus on the interpretation. I mean, I guess there's part of me that's like, oh, I'm afraid they're going to like take, take things wrong. Um, also, like the album is very... Very Conan, so I don't really, um, you know, if they don't like it, I will take it extremely personally and I will cry a lot. Um, but also, whatever, that's life. Not everyone likes you. I have to deal with that. <laughs> I have to deal with that. Um, most people don't. So let's let's start with that. But um, I mean, I think it's just like it's scary to bear a bunch of information to strangers and and have them tell you what they think about you but do you think you could feel or make music any other way no 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 way i think you have to be honest one because people aren't stupid like people can tell when something is genuine you know people can tell when someone's lying like we're much more intuitive than that and also on top of that i think it's just like honesty is the way that you connect to people through music and um the the songs that ended up being my favorite off the album were all songs that just kind of like came in moments of of honesty and and like humility almost and i think that's just what really really resonates with people because there's so many emotions that we all feel that we hate to admit that we feel and um there's things that we're embarrassed about and things that we just like wish we weren't feeling and i think i talk about a lot of that stuff on the album and hopefully i'm not the only one because then i'll look like a big fool when the album comes out and they're like you feel that you weirdo but um we'll see no this will not be a party of one situation I hope not. You will not be ditched. Maybe two. <laughs> you and me. Yeah. I'll, I'll be at the table. <laughs> There's something about your music that f- I feel very understood, and I don't say that about a lot of musicians. I say it very, very rarely, but I think it's because of how easy to understand. Like, they're conversational records with a lot of depth, and I understand those feelings. I understand a lot of them. I mean, I want to tap into crush culture for a second. 
And I think this song is attached to your want to share everything in your life. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. I think, like, we definitely live in a generation where everyone's just like, look at me right now. (laughs) You know? And no matter the situation. Yeah. The worst of times, people would be like, selfie, corpse. Yes. You know? Yeah, for sure. And And it's just like, I don't want to see that. Like, do that on your own time. Mm-hmm. And I also, like, I've just been single for so long, um, which has become, a, like, a meme. And Because I always say it in interviews, but it's just a fact. Like, what, do you want me to lie? I've been single for a long time. They're always like, you always talk about how you've been single for a long time. Okay, I get it. <laughs> Anyways, um, it's just, like, I've, I've just been single for so long that, like, when I watch other people be in love, I'm like, I don't want to see that. Go do that somewhere else. It's going to make me depressed. But... I couldn't understand somebody's words more than I understand what you just said. Thank you. I feel it. I get it. But you only feel that way because you haven't had it recently. Yeah. Uh, Maybe one day I'll be like, yay, good for you. But you're at a point where, like, some people say, like, you want what you can't have or you don't have. Like, you're like, are you over love? I'm not over. I'm 20. I just turned 21. I hope I'm not over love. Oh, fetus. Yeah. Um, But... uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, life is so long. There's just so much that I have yet to do. So, I don't know. Maybe one day I'll, I'll write a an anti crush culture song. So that which would be which would be an oh wait no an anti anti crush culture song where I'm like yay please show me how in love you are with each other. But for now I'm just like I don't want to see that. Go do that somewhere else. <laughs> I'm lonely. What about this first kiss thing that's all over the internet? That's another one that people what? won't stop talking about, huh? Okay, that was so that so in one of my first interviews that I'd done basically my whole entire life, like I I'd only been touring and doing interviews for like a year of my life. So I was I was a little naive and I said in one of my interviews that I hadn't had my first kiss yet and then it became this big old thing <laughs> and um it's just a whatever. I I they're all like they they've decided they've taken it upon themselves that it's their job to figure out when I get my first kiss and who it is and da da but um wait so have you not had a first kiss I don't know what well, I suddenly can't hear <laughs> wait <laughs> wait I can't wow wow that's crazy I like literally can't hear anything right now there's zero judgment here <laughs> you're talking to a 26 year old virgin <laughs> um um I I that's disclosed information between me and whoever it is <laughs> so me you, and me and that thing up there what what you talking about God Talking about universe? Talking about the smoke detector? Yeah, smoke detector. <laughs> no. Well, I've, okay. I feel like if you hear it, when you hear the album, I think you'll know. Oh. But for yeah. now, also, like, I'm not, like, a good talker. I'm not, like, a great, like, conversationalist, which is why I write songs, because they help me manage my thoughts so I don't say dumb things, which I'm sure I've said about 400 dumb things <laughs> in this in this short time that I've been in this room. So so I'll say it right on the album, but for now, I'm not going to speak. Okay. Good answer. Thank you. How Thank often you. do you, like, like how, how many times do you reread the lyrics of a song before you step into the studio to record it? Maybe like twice. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded really stupid. Um, no, I, don't, I I usually like write lyrics pretty fast, and I usually know what I want to say. Um, but sometimes, like I'll I'll legitimately like rewrite a song like four or five times before I'm happy with it. I'm definitely a perfectionist, but 
I, I try I try not to let it drive me too crazy because also I think that generally like a- any any writer would probably agree that like your like first initial gut is usually pretty right um, and is usually pretty honest and that's what I try to do yeah do you when you're writing a record have you reached this now that you're signed to like this big record label and there's like it, you're a big deal I mean you you know am I I think so. <laughs> I think so. Thank you, Zach. You know, can I quickly, this I is why I think that. you're a big deal because I honestly don't know much. I, I'm learning a lot about you here, oh. but I was on Instagram the last few days and I saw so many people at your shows. Mm. I'm like, how, what? It's, everyone's there. <laughs> Dan follows, by the way, Dan doesn't even follow the famous people who are at your show. He just goes and checks their stories. <laughs> he looks them up. No, I'm talking <laughs> about doesn't... my friends and we're old. Oh. We're like 30 and they're all there. And I'm like, so old. We are old. We might die within the next few days. <laughs> but he'll buy your clothes. <laughs> yeah, if I die, I'll you can have clothes. this jacket. Oh, thanks. It says my what? name on it, but... Perfect. perfect. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dan. Nice to meet you. I'm yeah. He doesn't want your fucking jacket. Hey, speak for yourself. Yeah. I want the jacket. Exactly. <laughs> and I was giving him a compliment that my friends were at his show. Yeah, no, a lot of people came out. It was actually really fun. I mean, it's also really weird. I'm like... It's it's interesting because the internet is like you meet all these people over the internet, but you ne- you've never met them in person, and so it was weird to me that I was like in the same room as these people and like played a show for them, but like was completely unaware until like afterwards, and then I like went on Instagram, I'm like oh look, this beautiful talented person was at my show, and I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's sweet. It's definitely very interesting, and like very flattering for sure. Do you feel like? Well, one is the next album done. It is done. I finished it on my birthday. Oh wow! A December fifth, birth- a birthday miracle. Very recently, yes. Wow. I just finished the masters. It was driving me crazy. I I finished it on tour. I lost my mind. Everyone on my tour was like, "Conan's not okay." Why? Do, it's all. Is it all you? Because like, even you only bring in this one guy, Dan, to write a record with you very rarely. Yes, yeah, me. Not not you. Um. Yeah. It's 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 just me and Dan. Um. There's there's a there's a couple with a few other people, but yeah. The overall, the album's me and Dan, Daniel Nigro. Um. Uh, just because I'm also the kind of person like, like, if I like a person, I like a person, and I and, and like if I like a thing, then I like the thing, and I don't really feel the need to like change it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But also, you're sharing really deep. Shit. Yeah, there's only like a few people who need to know that much about Conan, and so I restricted all the all the Dan. There's like one. <laughs> there's like one, and then your three friends, and then my three friends, and they don't even want to know. <laughs> I tell them anyways. Um, yeah, no. But it, yeah, I, I think also just like since I write everything myself, it's just really hard to be able to go into the studio and like take the song that you wrote on your own time and then like have someone else like obliterate it. So so Dan and I like really are able to work together and, and like I feel like he can like read my mind and, and really know what I want out of a song and we have a good time. Also, we're both just like really just really chaotic in our heads and so i feel like we mesh really well we're both a little a little little depressed demon boys when you're telling stories like the ones you're telling dude that are really raw and real and they're just production can either destroy a song like that Mm -hmm. or it could really heighten it Mm -hmm. and take it to another level and you guys every time you get it so right thanks thanks yeah it's it's scary because you know I feel like production really does just like depict the mood of the song. Totally. So if you don't get it right, but we spend a lot of time just being like, "That's not the right synth. That's not the right synth." That's like like we spend so much time just losing our minds in the studio, being like, "Nope, that needs to be a little bit more like 
instead. <laughs> um, but I also think like with with the album and and with any creative process, like as it gets bigger, you know, you have to kind of learn to let other people help you out. Um, so it, the past album has been interesting because it, it has been me having to learn to not just do absolutely everything myself and not be too much of a control freak. But also, I'm very precious about the things that I make. So I think I I think I have reason to be a little psychotic about it. Totally. Thank you. It's you. And if it's not you, it's your three closest friends. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's your whole existence. And then once it's out, it's like millions of people. So hopefully they don't destroy me. But also if they do, like I'm kind of a masochist. So I'd be kind of into that. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Hey. (laughs) If Dan's friends suddenly turn on you. Yeah. They can beat me up. I'd be into that. Uh Oh. Just like. You're into those Take me out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm out. <laughs> I feel like the album like really like has a lot of just being like take I don't I don't want to do this anymore take me out like it's a uh, I'm but also like I think any any person who like has dealt with a, a certain level of trauma like humor and like sarcasm is the best way to go you know 100% and I also think like like people take life so seriously and like sure it's life and it's serious but you know if you take everything so so seriously like it like it's gonna destroy you i i can't stand like those like songwriters that are like like (laughs) song i'm just like calm down like it's just a song like it's it's fine like it's not that big of a deal do you do you explain it like that to your friends when they hear their stories depicted in a record yeah Yeah, i'm like it's not that serious and they're like you just told me you wanted to kill me like (laughs) (laughs) it's just a song i'm like just a song calm down but is it like a heightened version of yourself in these records or is it 100 percent genuinely the person sitting in front of us it's pretty it's pretty real yeah i'm hold i'm holding myself back right now (laughs) trying not to expose too much of myself but it's pretty yeah i i think i think in my head i'm i i just um I come up with a lot of ideas. Like, I do that thing where, like, a very small thing will happen in my life that really doesn't matter. And then I'll spend, like, the next four days thinking about it and, like, revving it up in my brain. Like, well, I guess I have to die now because that was so embarrassing or, like, stuff like that. Um, I'm sure I'll spend a lot of time thinking about this interview and how much I hated it. And and then I'll maybe spend a few days thinking, like, oh, no, it's fine. And I'll come out and be like, oh, I hate myself. And then then I'll be like, oh, no, it's fine. Like, they like it. Like, I have the whole process down. So you know the process before it. you step yeah, into it. Yeah, I've accepted it. it. You have to accept the fact that I, I'm just like a clinical overthinker, and but, that's, that's my thing. But the fact that you're aware of it, isn't that how you stop it? Exa- exactly. You have to be aware of it. You have to accept it. I think I've accepted the fact that whatever's going on up there is not okay, and that's fine. Once you accept it, you're like, okay, cool. Did it. Wh- but But just like a song, it's an interview. It's not that serious. this is a big deal for me guys actually can i tell you a secret yeah well this isn't a secret but i actually really really love this show i've spent a lot of time in my life um just watching this show Uh, but i've also i've seen you before Uh, in person where 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 were we at a nordstrom (laughs) at a nordstrom and i was like that's zach saying buying shoes (laughs) and then i left and that was that was what happened. <laughs> but I just feel like ever since that moment, like I feel like we've been connected or something. <laughs> you know, I was wondering what that feeling was. Yeah, that's what it was. I saw I you buying shoes and I was like I was like, it's happening. <laughs> Me and Zach sang. That's And then when this show when this this show came into my inbox, I was like, 
It's time. Well, it's time. <laughs> well, I can't. One, I thank you very much for giving us time and energy and watching our stuff. It mm-hmm. really. And, and by the way, like you're not watching for us. You're watching for the incredible people who sit on that couch. That yeah, are I can't far better. stand you. I, <laughs> I get it. I really just hate you, but I love the people on this couch. Me in particular, I feel like. Well, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know who sat on that exact cushion? So yeah. a lot of cool people, and you're up there because, dude. You make music that matters, but you also make music that speaks to an entire generation and old people. Um, so, like senior citizen. <laughs> Thank you. He's about to turn thirty. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Pull over. Mm-hmm. Take the bucket. Yeah, but so is Taylor Swift just turned thirty today. Hey, hey yeah. we're, n- we're nope. You, you love her. Taylor Swift is excluded from any <laughs> malicious content ever. Okay. okay. Well, can you tell her to come on our show because? Okay. I invited her. I don't think she gives a. That I exist, but I will tell her. <laughs> no, I adore her. I'm a really big Swifty. Okay, you love her writing style. Yes, I. Well, I, I'm. I'm just really like fascinated by how, just how well she says what she needs to say. I think what what Taylor does so well is she's just really succinct, and like you know what she's saying. Yeah. It's not. She's not like making this giant metaphor that's like extremely confusing. At least. Not to the listener. I think you know, like when she wants to say something, she says it, and I think that's really special. Um, she she has this connection with her listeners that you know has built her beautiful, massive career, and and I think that like her honesty and her her just like just absolute bearing all is really what makes her writing style so special. And you guys now share share <laughs> you share a record label. We do. That's we a do. big deal. Yes, that is a big deal. We're label, so we're basically related now. Yeah, we're label mates, cousins. That's my sister. So that's my mom, Taylor Swift. Do you feel <laughs> mainstream business forcing you to add like catchy hooks to your records? Oh, every day. No, I'm <laughs> no. Um, honestly, like I, I do it on my own terms because I'm obsessed with pop music. Like I, I, I think I, I wouldn't have tried to do, make music if I wasn't obsessed with pop music because I think anyone who's going to enter the business can kind of expect a certain level of being like, oh, that song really, that song is really not good. Don't put it out, you know? Yeah. Like if I write a really bad song, I don't want them to be like, oh, great song. Yeah, but you <laughs> could have an amazing record without really catchy hooks. Totally, totally. That's the thing too. I think I think that, um, I think for me personally, I, I'm obsessed with just like, like what makes a song catchy? Like, like what makes a song good and what makes a song like memorable and and the album's like literally all over the place and I think I kind of touch every single different side of songwriting also just because I was raised in like very strange environments um I was like raised on a lot of country music because of Texas and uh, I was raised on like U2 and and then when I turned old enough and like had an iPod, it was just like only Lord songs. <laughs> and like when I discovered YouTube, it was just Taylor Swift for a solid four years. So um, it's like a weird combination of things. And I think that you can like take little pieces of what songwriters do so well. And, and it really kind of um, that's kind of what shapes, I think, every writer is just like love and passion for what people do and, and, and what makes them so special as writers and as individuals. Have you found yourself dissecting the way those people write songs and dissecting their records and trying to understand what makes them great? I, I don't know if consciously. I've, I've, I've never been like, look at that chord. Um, <laughs> but I, I think, you know, like I like religiously listen to my favorite albums over and over and over. And I don't, I don't really get tired of 
like my my favorite albums in the world. Like I could definitely like name them. Like Lord's first album, nineteen eighty nine by Taylor Swift, and like and then like Golden Hour, Casey Musgraves. Yeah. Like like I could definitely name like my favorites because I just listen to them over and over and over and over and over and over and over, and I don't get tired of them. I guess like maybe subconsciously that is me like learning, but it's also just because I just love music. But then you said you you were listening to Oasis when you were making songs like Checkmate and comfort crowds that kind of seeped into the vibe yeah it's 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 um like if i like a song i'll just listen to it 400 million times and and have a good time every single time (laughs) no matter what no matter what yeah that's on period (laughs) that's it you you really had a situation where your ex was dating somebody who looked like you no um well that i mean or is that a well so so basically like it was more me projecting Right. You know, like, I think when you look at, like, your exes, you're like, I'm better than that. You know, I think when you see the person who they're dating, you're like, I'm better than that. Um, But I I think also, like, it was more just like I I really missed the person that I liked. And I was like, I just really wanted to date somebody who was exactly the same as them. Really? So then I wrote a song, like, a passive aggressive song, just being like, like, all you want to do is date somebody who looks just like me. But the whole entire song is literally just about me. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. I had to. Do, I, I. It was a. It was a. Like a, a, a mirror. Shield. Yeah, it was a. Yeah, it was a mirror. Gotcha there. It, so, <laughs> did you want to date somebody in appearance, like your ex, or in personality? I think both, but like I think initially, like you know, when you first stop talking to someone that you spent like years and years talking to, anytime you see someone who's like similar to them, you like kind of want to cry. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, like ouch, you look so much just like that person. You know, so. Um, it was just kind of that emotion of being like, dang, if I could date somebody who was just your clone, I would. I'm assuming they broke up with you? We never dated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, no, they, did, they didn't break up with me because they, they didn't want they to date me started. in the first place. Because, you know, because I'm really gross and no one likes me. That's a lot. Um, yeah, no, we never dated. I've never dated anyone. So, also, I've psychotically written albums about people <laughs> that I've never dated. Get out of here. I'm, 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 You've never been on a date? I mean, I've been on a date, but I've never, like, dated someone. Was there before. a second date? Is that okay? I think that's a generational thing. Like, I think that, like, 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 I feel like amongst me and my closest friends, like, going on several dates with someone is not dating someone. I mean, it, I, I guess, are you hooking up afterwards? Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, then it's definitely not a date. No, but you can't be like, oh, I'm dating this person when you've, like, been on one date with them. Oh, no, 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 no. But people say that. People, like, they're like, like, I feel like. No, you have to have, like, a conver- I think, like, dating is the, like, you have to go on a multiple dates to be considered dating with the, I- right? No. No. If right? you no, go I on like- 15 dates with okay. somebody, 15. is that not dating? I didn't know we were talking about 15. Yeah, I thought we were talking 15. about, like, I've never made it to 15. Okay. I've made it to, like, two. <laughs> okay, okay. And then they're like, ew. <laughs> and then they leave. Right, I'm talking, like, you get to, like, eight. <laughs> you get to six, five. You never got on that, huh? No, nope, never got on the five. Yeah, so then, yeah, you can't say you're dating at two My dates. max was, was three, and then I went on tour, and they never talked to me ever again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Does that, I mean, that must hurt. I, no, I don't feel anything. I've never felt anything. <laughs> <in my life. laughs> I don't, I don't feel emotions. Liar. What? 
No, never. No, I feel nothing. You hand wrote for checkmate. <laughs> is that what is checkmate written about? Uh, it's actually uh, someone else wrote it. I guess uh, I don't know. I don't. Feel, I don't <laughs> feel. I don't feel emotions. I no, mean, that yeah, hand-drawn yeah, music video was that hurt. That hurt a lot. Filled um, with emotions. I, I, I have too many. I have too many emotions all the time. Um, I wish I didn't feel anything. That would be great to just like for like a solid day, just like literally just feel nothing, <laughs> just like numb. That'd be great. That'd be so good. But I, I don't I, think you would make it through. I wouldn't. I'd probably write a song about not feeling anything. Like I don't feel anything right now. Like yeah, yeah. So um, but it would be nice. Is checkmate fiction? No, checkmate is truth. It's the truth. Yeah. It's not actually the truth, love. <laughs> <laughs> is, is maniac That's, true? Well, nobody's ever tried to murder me, although that would be fun. Well, <laughs> that would be nice. You're into that. I am into getting killed. Yeah. I'm just wondering, the guy, the person you went out with two times, do you bring that up? First, second date? Uh, uh, well, okay, the person that I wrote... Maniac, maniac about we lit so that's okay so maniac is about this person that i literally didn't know at all who I mean, i'd maybe had like two text conversations with who'd been going all around town telling everyone <laughs> that we were dating and that i was a crazy person that i was like obsessed with them i don't know who you are so you're the crazy person for texting me at like three in the morning being like come over i'm in love with you what? like i don't Whoa. know you also, what what are, you, what are you telling everyone about us? Us, we don't exist. I don't know you. That's What's going on. But you're also making up stories about people that you know. Yeah. Okay. What about it? <laughs> <laughs> so you can understand where I'm comes leaving from. ASAP. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm getting publicly bullied on the Zach Sang show. This is absolutely atrocious. No. I'm gonna write a song about this. It's all Dan. Dan. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> the funniest person I've ever met. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, <laughs> I just because I can't tell if you're being serious or if you're joking. No, no I genuinely hate you. Like <laughs> this isn't a joke. That's the thing. Everyone thinks I'm joking, but you're not. I hate you. Not me. No, we have a shoe connection. Yeah, that's right, Nordstrom. So, okay, back to Maniac. Who's that whisperer at the top of the record? Me. Really? Maniac. <laughs> that's that's me. good. Thank you. Good whisper. Thank you. Quality. Back to this they can rumor. Make this interview ASMR. Oh, you'll probably get a lot of DMs. A lot of people want, looking for dates after that. Oh, that no? wasn't supposed to be kinky, Zach. Calm down. <laughs> oh, it's only when they're hurting you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe so. Maybe so. So the rumors. Uh, what rumors? Are there rumors that I don't know about? Do you do you confront this guy? Who's Oh yeah, I mean I confront I'm a very confrontational person. If some if some like if somebody's bothering me, I'll tell them. I'm like, "Why'd you do that? You're stupid." But you won't tell so Or I'll write a song about you and text it to you. That's and they're it. like, "Did I make you feel that way?" And I'm like, "Yes." How did that work in this situation? Did you confront them before the song? Um, I didn't send this one to this person because this person is long gone. I blocked them. I was like, literally, what the f- They're wrong crazy. You, you psychopath. Um, but I've definitely sent songs to people, like, out of the blue when they didn't even know that they'd ever, that they'd ever hurt me. And they're like, what? I did that? And I'm like, yeah, but, like, maybe, like, four days ago I've gotten over it type of thing. Um, but also, I only write songs about, like, like, three different people on Earth, so they've already dealt with, they're used to it at this point. Yeah. Ashley's like, Stop. Stop it. Or she's like, I like that one. 
how is being being a military kid and growing up in so many different places like how has that affected your view on life? I think I think one it made me just really it made me really quiet. I I was a very 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 shy kid and I since I was moving all the time I didn't really feel the need to like make friends cuz you know, I'm like I'm going to be gone in 2 months like I don't need to Yeah, what's the point? Friend. What's the point? It's like uh, I, that's a lot of energy. Um, I have to learn how to ha- how to have emotions, which is exhausting. So I just stopped. I just stopped talking. I stopped making friends. And um, then, like, uh, I kind of settled down once I got to Texas. My dad was out of, out of the military at that point, and we kind of, like, stopped moving. Once I got to Texas, I was just, like, it was so weird because it was the first time that I'd been in a place for more than a year, my, my whole entire childhood. Wow. And so um, I, I just... Um, I remember, like, I sat down in my first class. So in the sixth grade alone, I moved three schools just in the sixth grade. And I got to the third school, um, like, I think somewhere around October. And I sat down in my first class. And the guy in front of me turns around and immediately just goes, nobody likes kids who don't talk. And I was just like, okay, like, sure. Um, It's just like, you know, I just didn't talk. And it also just made me super, super, like, in myself like I just like this was how I was for but so long in tune with your emotions and yourself because nobody's talking to you like you have to yeah kinda... it was just me and my brain <laughs> just alone in the <laughs> abyss and um I think it, it made me very you know it made me very introverted and um just made me super self-aware I just feel like I spent all of my childhood just like watching people but not really participating and I think it just kind of made me learn a lot about life and I think I think that you know when you move around a bunch it just kind of makes you grow up pretty fast and I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm like growing up in reverse like when I was a six-year-old I felt like I was like 45 with a full-time job and then now that I'm older and and I'm on tour and like I get to do fun things and stuff I'm like how is this fair I feel like I'm like 13 right now like soaking in everybody (laughs) else's life while being left just being with yourself that, those like things make for a really good writer. Thanks. I'd hope so. Um, because I, I really spent a lot of my youth just like not, I guess just not really being a kid. And so, um, yeah, I think that a lot of that kind of made me want to understand. You know, I wanted to know how to relate. And like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm not, at least especially when I was younger, I really wasn't a very talkative person and and the only way that people really understood what I was saying was when I started writing songs and when I started putting them up on the internet people were like oh like I've felt that and I'm like what I'm not the only person who's who's felt that and also like you understand what I'm saying right now like for so long no one understood what I was saying and so to have people um even you know on the internet not even in person just be like yeah like that's happened to me before it just made me feel so much less alone and then once I got that that feeling of like wow I'm not alone in this that I just became obsessed with songwriting because it was it was the only way I really knew how to how to speak my emotions into an understandable existence yeah, and relate to people and mm-hmm. connect with people yeah it's kind of cool yeah I think looking back I'm like look at little 12 year old Conan like figuring out how to talk to people but <laughs> singing instead <laughs> <laughs> writing records yeah <laughs> yeah yeah what are you thinking well i think we've touched a l- like a lot on it but also nothing like what is this new album about is it real stories or made up stories <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of real stories i mean the the new album is just like 
it's one of those things that I'm really scared for it to be out because it's it's literally my heart and my soul. And if people don't like it, that's basically just like a direct stab right into my jugular. Um, but <laughs> that was so dramatic, <clears throat> but true. Are you calling me dramatic right now? No, no, no. I call. I, 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 <laughs> um, no, accurate. It really is an accurate <laughs> statement because it is your voice. Yeah, no, it, and and it's a lot of things that I just you know have dealt with in the past year. But also, the album really touches a lot of my whole entire life. You know, my my debut EP, my little my little baby, that kind sunset of made everything. Session. Yeah, sunset. Um, that one just really. It was very much just like about my senior year of high school, but my album is about just all the emotional baggage of the past everything. And also like the past year has been really weird. Like what the hell? A lot of change. Yeah, a lot has changed. I went from being in college to going on tour and then going on tour again and again and again and again. And also like recording a debut album, which I'd never done in my whole entire life. And all of a sudden like having people stare at me everywhere I go and things. It was just like a very weird experience. Uh, are people looking at you when you go to Nordstrom? <laughs> I'm only looking at you when I go to Nordstrom, Zach. Um, I was probably looking like... <laughs> no, you look great. You were like buying shoes. You were like treating yourself. Um, <laughs> this must have been a while ago because his shoes have holes in them. They're gross. It was actually a solid year ago. Okay, makes sense. So, <laughs> man, I, can, I can get you a new pair of shoes. Don't worry. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Yeah. Um, and I, I think also it's just like it, a lot of the album is about, like, how confusing it is to be a young adult. It's very confusing. It's, mm-hmm. like, just an extremely confusing, hormonal, very weird time of your life where everything makes no sense and everything is just, like, screaming, at least uh, at least for me. Maybe it's just me. We'll find out. <laughs> um, but I just, you know, it, getting older, um, but also, like, not really being an adult at the same time is just, like, it's hard to understand, and um, I think the album is a lot of just like, what the f- is going on? Do, do you feel like your normalcy slipping away the more and more your music grows? I think I'd be lying if I were just like, no, I'm everything's exactly the same. Like that's <laughs> just a lie. Um, it's not exactly the same. You know, I I've been on tour basically the whole entire year, and I don't really like. I'm not, like, going out to, like, college parties with my friends. I'm sitting in the studio, which I love to do, but, you know, life has changed a lot. And I think every once in a while, I'm, like, I'll, like, say something, and I'm, like, wow, that was the dumbest sentence I've ever said. Like, I'll, like, say something that's just, like, ridiculous and just so silly. And, I, and um, it's always my friends back home who are the ones who just, like, pull me back down. They're, like, that thing you just said, Conan, like, you sound like an idiot. Like, shut up. Is there any part of you that's afraid of losing that normalcy? Because, like, if you lose normalcy, then you kind of lose inspiration for your music. Yeah, well, it's, it's, um, that's the thing that I think about constantly, like, how ironic it is that, like, a lot of really, really, really famous songwriters and artists, you know, their first two albums are the ones that do so, so well because they're so relatable and they're so human and they're so, they, they, they're about, being normal and then you get these people who make these beautiful albums about being normal and you just shove them into a completely not normal life and then they just like how are you supposed to you know like you know i can't imagine how hard it is for someone who's extremely extremely famous to like try to write a song about a normal situation 
when all they do is just like step outside and there's just like cameras everywhere, you know, like we can write like, oh, today I was followed by cameras. Like, you know, no, no one in suburbia is gonna be like, yeah, that hits me, you know? It's a lot of insulation. Yeah, but, uh, but also I, I think on top of that, like I think the reason why like the most undeniably the most popular topic in music is love yeah. is because no matter how your life is and no matter who you are, like everybody loves love or hates love or or deals with it and, and it comes in all forms yeah and it comes in all forms and different people and in different ways and and you know there's friendship and there's romantic love and there's all these things so it's like i'm i'm not afraid i think just because i love writing songs and i also like i also like humans are humans if you have a human emotion like more than likely it's gonna be pretty relatable um and also my friends would never let me become a pretentious actor. Do you keep them around? Are they in L.A. with you? No. Well, my best friend is back home in Texas, um, but we call literally every single day. We FaceTime every single day. Very cool. Very cool. She's the coolest person I know. Uh, she's much cooler than me. So, Is there a date for the album? Um, well, it's definitely coming top of 2020. Around, around we'll see, Like, but 2020 for sure. Yeah. Is there a name? There is a name that I can't say. Maybe by the time this comes out, I don't really know, but we'll see. I just want to know, are, do, do you and, like, Kevin Abstract, are you guys friends? Cause I've seen you no, guys. I hate him. <laughs> yeah, we're friends. But is that something you, you know him from Texas, or did you meet him after moving out here? I met him, like, a week after moving. But but we're both from Texas, yeah. and I think that's kind of, like, what we originally bonded on. And he's just, like, the weirdest, most amazing person I know. He's the strangest guy, and I love him so much. Yeah, they were here yesterday. Yeah? Be- How is he? Is he all right? Yeah, he's doing good. He he's seemed good. all right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that means he's not okay. <laughs> But he seems normal. He's, if he seems normal, he's not okay. <laughs> he, he well, I mean, really he was ta- normal. Yeah, yeah, he's not a normal. He's not a normal person. He was sitting he's there, like, like a, he's sinking a, into he's his genius. jacket, he's awesome. talking about aliens. Yeah, yeah. That so sounds about right. I guess, I guess that doesn't sound very normal. He's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, then I think he's good. <laughs> he's a special dude. I yeah. really like him. I like all of those guys and what they stand for and what they built is so incredible and inspiring. And really, that whole coalition, that group of kids, is. I, I, I'm really convinced, and, and I think you're in this group too, and I think there's a few other performers in this same category. They've told everybody else in generations that are coming next that they can do it too, and they should use the internet for more positive mm-hmm. as opposed to use utilizing it to bring people down. Yeah. If you have a gift, if you have a passion, if you have a dream, utilize the internet to make that a reality because you can. Yeah. Yeah. The internet's an extremely powerful tool, and like it's up to you to decide what you want to do with it. Totally. And they built a family. Yeah, I mean, they're just such a good crew. And also, like, it's just so nice to see the world, like, supporting artists that just, like, really are doing their own, you know? And I feel like 2019 is all about just, like, artists making music, one, like, on their own, and also just, like, making music that's just super genuine and real and people like it, you know? It's not, like, it's not dominated by, like, all this politics and stuff. It's just like, oh, that's a good song. Who is Matt Healy to you? Uh, he's my favorite person on earth. That's who he is to me. I adore him. Um, but also, like, I'm... So i just, like, a really massive 1975 fanboy, undeniably. Um, and so he's just a really big inspiration. And um, he's been super, super sweet and has been reaching out. And, um, yeah, he's just a really great guy. Did you see what Kevin commented on your photo i did see i did see what he commented um no maddie healy and i are not dating um i don't know that's that's very like him he also texted me afterwards he's like tell me the truth and i was like what do you want me to tell you like like there's nothing to hide um no but uh he's but just 
Are you against it? Are you? Um, who wouldn't want to date Maddie Healy? Are you uh, kidding me? Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, we can date him together. Maybe. Okay, threesome. I'll maybe let him know. That's I don't awesome. think he wants to date either one of us. So, just mm. gonna let you down there. <laughs> <laughs> Did he let you know? What? Did he let you know that? That he didn't want to date me? Yeah, did I make- didn't ask, but maybe I should. Yeah, but maybe through his actions. Maybe he made it clear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, no. Um, he's just, yeah, he's amazing. Also, like, so I was playing a show in Colorado the day before his show in Colorado, and I texted him. I was like, please let me come. I really want to come. And he was like, okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, I, I went to the show, and, I mean, their set's amazing. Um, and he's just like, he's just, like, one of the coolest. I feel like he's one of the last, like, 2019 like rock stars he's just like a rock star look at you on a, on a text basis with matt healy uh, an uh-huh. honor to be in your presence yes it's an honor i mean um it's an honor to be around conan gray isn't it you know just a little lump of sadness um <laughs> i no. feel like you're happier than you make yourself out to be i lately have been pretty good yeah i mean now that the album's done i'm not losing my mind too much I'll find other things to lose my mind about in a bit, I'm sure. Um, probably this interview. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've been I've been good, and I also think, like, the best way to deal with being sad is just to, like, be honest about it. And also, it's just, like, there's no—I've learned in the past year, there's, like, no point in, like, trying to keep up a facade— like no one wants to no one wants to see the facade and it's so hard it's so awkward to like watch someone like squirming like trying to act like there's somebody like like calm down like it's fine like it's okay if you're not having a good day <laughs> have you you watched that a lot do you I mean, look I at think artists ev- no i think every single person on earth is always trying to put up some kind of you know happy face just to make life easier for everyone around you but like i've started this new thing where like if if I'm not excited about something, I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, I'm so excited! Like, <laughs> like I don't, no, I don't give a f- like. If I don't want to do something, I'm not gonna like act like I. Or if I'm like not super happy, like why am I gonna act super happy? Like it's not. What's the point? This is, is called real face. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Life is what you're about to end. Life is just like. Life is long, but it's like too short to act like you're just constantly happy. That's just a lie. But also like. I'm pretty happy right now. It's a good time. I'm excited for my album. I'm excited for people to listen to it and for it to be out of my brain. I'm happy. Well, come back when it's out. I will. Conan Gray, everybody. All right. Why am I clapping for myself? This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.